Review show. This is Drew Patrell. I'm joined by Robert Scurry up in Sydney. How did weekend go, Rob? No, not too bad, mate. You know, um, small, small loss. No knock to the confidence too much. Feel like I was on pretty good horses most of the time. Saw them okay. You know, seen a couple winners out on top. I think one and a half winners out on top on the tipping. So, yeah, but still small loss. Own up to it. Well, let's be realistic if you won every week you'd be a liar (laughs) and well exactly it would be winning not gambling so let's get straight into the uh randwick card you had nine races there soft six track uh rail was clearly off that was evident probably by race two race three in and the first race has been won by excellent proposal they've gone 5.4 length slow out front and uh they've run a length and a half below class benchmark the winner. So was there any standouts here for you in the yard? Oh, there was indeed. Um, there's a few, few decent looking horses, um, two-year-olds here. Um, but, but the favourite, Mandela, I thought that was just a gift of a price at the time. It, like, it, it came in and paraded as, as well as you want a horse to parade that's shown some bad manners to start before. You know, just, 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 just walked around really calm. Um, it seemed to have its head together beautifully, and um, yeah, I, I saw the drift, and I didn't want to go too spat, you know, it's too too crazy. Um, so, but I, I had a decent bet on it myself, and um, I didn't mind the other thing that they backed. So, of course, I bet a little bit on that as well, <laughs> um, which which turned out to be in the, exactly the right spot. Um, oh, I should get the na- name of the horse. Um, it, was, it was the seven. I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, but the winners winners not the, the yeah Starla. Um, the the winners um, not the finished article. Um, it's it, it it was doing a few things wrong in the yard. Um, it can it can improve it can improve with another prep under its belt, and it, it could actually turn out to be a, a decent decent class horse. Just just you know when you're comparing it to the other, you know you got your relaxed Waller Cruises and and the the classy Men, 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 Mandela um, that you know um, was. Look, look perfect for the race. Um, so, you know, I, I think I even left it out of the numbers or it might have been fourth in the numbers, but I, I think it's not a bad horse. Um, I don't know what to do with the winner. I think we've got to be very forgiving on horses on the inside on the day. Um, but, you know, it is a middle of July meeting. So, um, you know, you've got to be, this, this, this form could be junk in, in a month's time when, when the tracks dry out and the good horses come back. Makes a lot of sense. On to race two, the 1,100-metre highway, Irish Songs, they have gone basically class benchmark to the 600 and nothing to flash three lengths slower than class benchmark for the winner, Irish Songs. It's returned to form. It probably had that profile where you said if it's at its best, it could win. And it has the favourite healing hands pulled up with a, I think it was a bleed they found yeah, on the that, float. Yeah, I'm surprised they, they, they called that in, you know, if it's, a, it's just happened well, on the three float. Three month ban, yeah. Yeah, you could have just... That know, never just... happens. Let's be honest. That never happens. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm surprised that they called it in. But, yeah, look, that, that horse looks shorter run. I think it had the, the bush jockey, bush champ, uh, Greg Ryan on board. But uh, Irish Songs is one I've, you know, found in the past in these highways. Has this not run really good time on the day, which is a big blight on the meeting, Irish Songs? Is it third on the punningform.com.au data behind Tonico? 
Uh, it has run... Now, it's times have been average overall, to be honest, for what they've done early. Like, it was significantly the slowest um, slowest time to the 600 that what this horse has done. So it's come home extremely fast, but it's had the... What would I say? It's had the run to do that. Oh, so, it's had the PR. It's, it's got off the fence. It's a semi-clipping and ripper. Um, this was an interesting horse in the yard because um, I thought it looked, looked well, and I was I was keen to back it early. I think it did even... Have put a small bet on it, six fifty uh, on this horse, and then it started wiggling its its head. It had a crossover yep. noseband on, and um, I, I heard that the the Sky uh, callers say, you know, oh, this resenting the bet, and it it, it drifted. Um, I think I even said on the text, you know, the horse is either really sharp and well, or it's or it's mental and off. And um, it turned out I was right on this occasion, um, and we got a good price. So. On to race number three, 1,200 metres, the $3 million horse, Sir Elton, has failed to beat two horses home here in Hortbrionher and Misteed. Now, I just think they've got this wrong in this race for the horse, but I'll tell you why. They've gone six lengths slow to the 600 here, and it's just been a sit and sprint. And I'll tell you what, you look at Sir Elton, right? And I'm just pulling up the data. Last start, they went nearly two lengths. They went two and a half lengths fast to the 600 out front. So this is like a seven length reversal because it was, you know, just a different tempo on it and it didn't suit. So it's just the wrong ride. And look, the horse may just not be as good as it was. And if you're the owners of it, you'd be kicking, turning back a seven, you know, a $3 million offer for it, wouldn't you? Yeah. um, But, I think we still have to be a bit forgiving on this track. Um, the trainer said after the race that, oh, we're probably going for a spell uh, after this race, which is not what punters want to hear. But well, I, I thought it still had plenty of condition on it. Um, I, I made the comment that the, the, the winner looks a bit like a Wednesday horse to me. You know, it had that classic Waller um, kind of relaxed parade. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's it could be a good horse. Um, it seems to the move data really horse. Well. It had some really good data as well coming into it, so I was surprised it was so long in the in the market compared. Well, yeah, one to dollar sixty, um, and that was that, and that was it. Um, yeah, it, it's it seems to move really well. I kind of I just caught a bit of its replay, and I, I like its action. Perfect. So let's move on to race number four, where Bangkok, an old mate of yours, has got the money. It's a 1,400-metre fillies and mares. Yeah. Um, they've gone two lengths fast to the 600 here and just basically slightly slower than benchmark for the win. Yeah. Um, these are very average mares. You know, Bangkok's cut its birthday, found the perfect position uh, to win. Um, you know, just a really honest horse, wintry in the coat. Um, you know, I guess, I guess what more can you say? Is there, is there anything to take out of the race? Um, I think I was on Shazzy Lee, a uh, very, very small play, um, which, you know, I could probably get so I think I said never again after this race, but um, it's it's a horse that beat prompt response one day. You know, I had a big go on prompt response, so it's, it's something that uh, is a, it's, it's a hateful horse um, to me. Shazzy Lee, um, but it looks all right, and that was the best I'd seen at Parade in terms of its it, its mental, and, and it was getting a bit fitter, went into the barriers, which all helps. Um, but yeah, pr- pretty pretty average mess race, mess race, mate. 
Okie dokie. On to race number five. It was a 2,000 metre race. Wugox got the money again. They have gone six and a half lengths slow to the 600 and not really done too much in terms of overall. Actually, same uh, six and a half to the finish. So Wugox just held off Dagny. Um, they both kind of just not PR'd, but just sat in good spots and it was any horse's race to win. Yeah, look, he's, you know, these horses are holding condition well, like um, White Boots, um, Dagny, you know, you could say Dagny should have won. Um, Dylan's Romance, you know, I think he was in the numbers, backed up well again. I I couldn't have mask of time. I've seen him better in in the previous preps. Um, But yeah, um, you know, Wugok, I I sent him out on top again. Um, I think that might be about it for him. Um, he's, he's he's sort of like when I, when he ran second first up for us, he was he was really fresh in the yard. Then he was perfect start when he won. Um, and in, in terms of it, it come down a little bit in in his freshness. Um, and this time he was just pretty normal relaxed waller, um, which is I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll just watch him next time. Um, but he, he certainly certainly lightened off a bit, maybe. Um, white boots holds condition. I think it's run well. Um, yeah, I think we better move on, mate. I can't really talk about this horse too much more. Yeah, fair enough. So race number six, Doctor Drill, the Melbourne horses got the win over eighteen hundred meters. They have gone two and a half lengths fast to the six hundred. So, so finally, one with pace in it, and Doctor Drill was part of that. Uh, and Costello has come second overall. Yeah, um, Melbourne horse with a with a T.O. Yeah, having his first Sydney winner. Um, look, he, it was he, he was in the numbers. He's just not really a horse I'm ever going to really fall in love with. Um, uh, and, but he, he's won well here, but he's beaten really nothing, mate. There is really nothing in this race. That's conclusive and i like it so in the race numbers no fair enough no point beating around the bush race number seven 1400 meters bm88 smart edge for the snowden camp has got the win they've gone two lengths faster 600 and run just basically right on benchmark for the win oh, look this, this was hateful this this what <laughs> happened here with notation is is you know every every pun has been through it when you're on the most goodest of good things you know I, i'm thinking as a Cadelia, I think I'm thinking this this thing just just should have won notation, yeah. um, but um, it didn't. Um, Lundberg, I thought, was the real danger in the race. Um, he, he, he's he's come off an inside draw, so you, you might want to be forgiving with him. I thought he paraded as best I've seen him this prep, so he's almost too bad to be true. Um, it was a pretty disappointing run, all things considered, wasn't it? If, I heard on the rant today they were talking about the Betfair and play figures. He was like a dollar sixty um, round round the corner, and Notation was like six bucks in run. Yeah, well, that's because Notation was like almost on the rails, wasn't it, at that time? No, 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 no. no. He, he he dragged it back. He had it one out, one back. Okay. And, and the horse was racing a little bit ungenerously. It was like it was because it led the start before, so it was it was it was fighting the rider a bit. Um, but but Huey's f- fucking zipped around him uh, at the on the corner and put him in a, in a pocket and um, on a horse that was never going to win and that's certainly not Huey behaviour um, to, to to do that kind of thing. Oh, I expected it, Huey. <laughs> oh, it's not. He's used, they're usually not that aggressive. Um, but um, yeah, I heard that on, again on the rant. I, I listened to that before that. Um, 
Robbie Dolan and Hugh Bowman got in a bit of a spat the race before. Uh, uh, and anyway, Dolan's had had been told off like three times by the stewards or something for his performances on the day. Um, but look, I'm, I'm not blaming Robbie Dolan. Um, it, it can happen. Huey just put him there and the horse... You know, I would have preferred if if a horse didn't pick up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just to they see a pick up to to pick up with a hundred to go with to a near length and a half off them after being chopped out, uh, and to miss by the barest of margins is just torture. And and that, and that kind of shot me for the rest of the day. Um, I, I kind of had small bets after that. So race number eight, sixteen hundred meters, BM seventy eight. Pelothronius has got the win from Pirate Ben and Travancore. They've gone three and a half half lengths fast to the 600 on the punting form data and they've still actually gone one length faster than the class benchmark overall so pretty good race overall actually oh that's weird because the horses are very bad mm. sorry um i agree I, on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> the data said like pirate ben's run second like he, he, he looked all right and you know i, I, I could have was tossing out between him and palathronius in the numbers um, I, I didn't mind pirate ben and yeah palathronius um no, look Look well, I had it in the number. I, I didn't like Condor. I, I couldn't find him in the numbers. I thought he would have improved. Sometimes these poor Perry horses seem to never sort of, you know, get fully fit. Um, and I'm not sure if he's, you know, if, <clears throat> if he's not more of a sprinter. Um, you know, I think I had a tiny play on the Bandit, who's I think he's run home okay. Um, Travancore's been unlucky. Um, but yeah, mate, nothing, nothing else you can possibly say about those the other horses. The bad is a bit of a thief, mate. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've gone, I've gone all right out of him, and um, yeah. I just look, look, I, I've seen him parade that many times that he, he's usually a bit of a sweater and a, a jiggy jogger and all that kind of stuff. But he, he, he prayed around pretty good, and um, I think you'll find that our data had him on top. Yeah. So last race, race nine, BM78 over a thousand meters. And who else but the Blue Army, Godolphin, Tanico's got the win quite conclusively. They've gone four and a half lengths fast to the 600, and they've gone 8.2 lengths faster than class benchmark for the win here. So this is a sign of a good horse on the up. And everything else behind have, you know, obviously been forced to run fast, but they've done it conclusively. So this may just be a very good BM 78,000 metre race in the winter. Oh, again. Um... I think Tanico's had a birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, we had a small play on Latin Boy here. Um, I, 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 you know, poking through on the inside there at the end. Um, I couldn't have Natalia in, in my numbers. Um, I missed her the start before, left her out of the numbers that day, um, which was a bad call, but she looked as light as a cork to me, and um, I can't imagine her running well next this time in. Um Royal Witness was in the numbers, has run, run well. I think we, we, we picked that out as a horse to follow last last time we talked about these horses. Um, and Tanico is, is one that I'm certain we had units on another day. I'm kicking myself that, um, yeah, that, that got away from us. But um, it, it did. Um, but, yeah, we had a small play Latin boy. If he goes back in grade, I think he can be very competitive in 1,000 metres. Yeah, I think we may have backed it first up over a thousand meters behind November Man. That makes yes, probably we, a bit of sense yes, to me. Yes, we did. We did. We were on that <laughs> day, so it does hurt a little bit, Drew. And I was going to find the run with on a hot speed. I kind of, you know, got you're you're a bit punch drunk by the end of race nine um, after a day of betting, and uh, you know, I just couldn't couldn't quite couldn't quite get there. Cause it, it, it's a funny shaped horse, you know. Yeah. 
So anything that's a massive follow for you from the card? Um, not really, mate. Um, I just, just just roll on. Um, I, we're doing a, a cameo on Wednesday for the punters. Yes, looking forward to that. So where's that at? Is that back at Randwick? Or is no, it, that's at Can- Canterbury. It's actually almost my, my favourite Sydney track. Um, it's a bit of a Mooney Valley vibe. Um, you're quite close to the action, uh, and it drains well. And I'm, I'm expecting almost a, a four, a good track uh, on Wednesday. So looking forward to that, mate. So if anyone is listening to this and they're not getting Rob's Sydney mail at the moment, um, you can send an email to myself, Drew, at themailbag.com.au and just say you'd like to get it and we'll give you a free trial of Rob's stuff. So just get you on board because he's going to be doing a few midweeks for us over the next couple of months. That's right, mate. Four meetings culminating in my probably my most profitable day, which is the Newcastle Cup. Um, I think I've been done it about 14 years. I've had 13 wins. I'll probably put the mockers on now, but it's one of the, my favourite days of the year, the Friday at Newcastle. And um, yeah, we're going to, you know, there'll be space. There'll be Wednesday, and then there be, won't be anything for a month, and then there'll be another one after that, uh, and then there'll be Newcastle. So yeah, something for nothing. Download the app, get involved, um, just work it in with your own stuff, um, steer you out of losers, maybe find a few winners. Perfect. So let's head on to Flemington. Now, I'm just going to breeze through this and I'm happy for you to comment at any time because just like how I bet up in Sydney, you definitely bet down in Melbourne. <laughs> I certainly do, mate. Get to go mailbag.com.au. Uh, app gets, gets a little notification comes in and, um, you know, you've got Dicko winning overall MYM, um, which is a phenomenal effort. Uh, not just winning, absolutely killing it as well. So he's got the data there. You can check it on the results page on the website. It's quite conclusive, every bet. And, you know, we, we don't lie about our stuff, so it's good. Um, so let's get straight into it. 2,000 metres, race one. They've gone two and a half lengths fast to the 600. So it's been a true test. Um, they've absolutely gapped the rest of them, cars off and Masculino. Masculino has been overwhipped and still did not get home. So this is one for the purists. It's also one for those who took the plunge, I guess, which there was a bit of mail around that cars off was being sent down for the win. Um, look, realistically, why is McDougal down here? Well, he's probably been sent down for the ride, hasn't he? He, he was down here for Highbridge and cars off. Yep. Um, look, Kozlov's been one of mine. I, I pretty well I had a chat to We actually had a conversation about Sydney horses going to Melbourne on, on the program, and we brought up Kozlov, and we brought up Sylvia's mother. Um, and, yeah, Kozlov, um, I think I think it's run run home well off a of hot speed. Is that right? Yeah, it has, yeah. Um, yeah it's been one of mine. It's been a horse which runs second. I remember Dark Eyes did it, did it one day at Randwick. Um, I was on Kozlov, Dark Eyes beat us. That horse ended up in Melbourne, if you remember that one. It used to be a gay waterhouse horse, Mark Newnham. Anyway, um, I won't, I'll, I'll, you know, you do the Melbourne thing, mate. What else can we tell us about race one? Anything? Uh, the only main takeout, and I'd say you should have known this before the race if you're betting on it, but second bullet started dollars $9.50. It did win last start on a soft five, which I'm going to say was closer to a good four. You've got a soft six track here, and if we discount the last start win, the horse was going to that win was seven runs for one placing on a soft track. So the horse didn't handle it. It was always to be taken on. 
But if it gets a good track next start, I would not be getting put off it. So, you know, just just be, be interested to see what price they put up. Strikes me as a Flemington horse, that one. Uh, definitely is a Flemington horse. Um, speaking of Flemington horses, race number two, 1,200 metres, BM78. But in reality, this was probably closer to an open class race because you have had Serious Suspect win it going six and a half lengths faster than the class benchmark. It's led them. It was interesting in the yard, I'll say that. Um, and bloody hell, I'm telling you, once again, another placing. It's probably the unluckiest horse to run into serious suspect here because it's run a, an amazing time for this class. It's had to weave. It's, you know, it always needs a bit of luck, but geez, it keeps running well. Uh, Sheriff John Stone loomed down the outside. It was one of the few that actually ran into the race with, I'm telling you. It's a follow horse for me. I think it's got immense ability. It always runs well at Flemington, and it'll be winning a 1,000-meter a to 1,200-meter race anytime soon in this grade. So you'll have the likes of Serious Suspect going back up in grade. Hopefully, I'm telling you, stays in this grade. But outside of that, some fairly average types. French Girl up to 1,400, 1,600 next start, maybe. It did look like they were pretty soft on it late to the line. Um, and, yeah, I think More Wanted probably needs a spell now. I couldn't tell you about, about, about whether it needs a spell or not, Drew, but um, you, you're probably right. On to race number three, 1,800 metres, open handicap. Two-year-olds, and the king of two-year-olds is Dick Owen once again from the yard. Another two-year-old. Follow him in as hard as you can on two-year-olds anywhere, any day, any time. Look, he's, you know... I've got to say, he's killed me this year. Um, I'll, I'll have the three-year-old fillies, but Dicko's got the two-year-olds. I'll give him that. Uh, he's just unbelievable. Like, his strike rate on it is immense, and that is actually something I'm just doing a bit more research on at the moment just to pull that up, and so we can do a bit of a promotion for him on it because it's just an insane number. Well, power to him. I've got, I've got a couple of two-year-olds at Canterbury on Wednesday, or most of them unraced. Two, you know, two Colts and then Phillies uh, looking to, you know, uh, that's, that just excites me. That, wants, that makes me want to go to the track. Unraised horses, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting for a yard watcher. That kind of it's stuff. Two-year-olds are exciting. Yeah, two-year-olds are exciting. Um, but, yeah, this, this is a great ride. Um, didn't look like getting beat, you know. You, you worried slightly with we'll get locked up on the fence coming around the corner. But, um, you know, three or 400 out. It was pretty sweet. Big bombs from from Dicko. Uh, we're going we're going well at this stage. Um, is there anything anything else? I, I know this Echo Lad um, seems to have. Um, you know, I'd say it's 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 barely a Saturday horse to look at. Um, yeah, well, it's had every chance here. It's run them around at full length slower than the class benchmark on the punting form data to the 600. So it's had every chance and it's just kind of set up for Huntley Castle here I don't think any of these are world beaters like I would not be backing any one of these right now for a derby or for an oak so if you're looking to back Huntley Castle I wouldn't be right now for a derby or whatever it's going to go to yeah you wouldn't think so mate um wait for the good horses to come back well yeah most derby winners haven't even been seen yet so I'll, exactly. I'll wait exactly. on that so let's move on race Oh, sorry, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, I remember So You Think had a weird one. It started like on a Wednesday at Rose Hill one day in the middle of winter, it was like June <laughs> or July. He just had one start and it won by, by three or four. Um, fuck, he was a good looking horse. Anyway, come on, move on. What next race? 
Yeah, not a lot to stay here anyway. Race number four, 2,500 metres, BM90. They've gone seven lengths fast to the 600 here. Lord Belvedere's $1.90 around the turn because everyone could see it was bolting. It was the only thing that was ever going to win it. Uh, the Statesman's run well uh, compared to the previous start, at least, uh, in second. San Remo did a lot of work early to get to the spot where it, you know, wanted to be on speed, and it's battled on for third. I thought that was a really impressive run from it considering all the work it did and sasco looked a million dollars in the yard and it's just folded up like a cheap suit yeah um i can only tell you highbridge looked too fit for waller two starts back um he was we were he would always be my lay of the day um but i also did say sylvia's mother paraded like a like a like like pretty light um and, but dicko said it out second in his numbers so i certainly didn't lose on it but um yeah highbridge give it a Give it a rest, Chris. Come on. Here's a break. Uh, we'll see what he does with it. So race number five, 1,400 metres, BM90. Shakura for the David Hayes yard. It was pretty interestingly backed here, 20s into 10s, and it's just got the chocolates. It's absolutely crawled to go on nearly five lengths slow to the 600. Shakura has been given a penalty ride by Freddie Kersley. If he didn't do something that was reckless in my eyes, he doesn't win on the horse. If you're in uh, in the USMA, you probably get that race taken off you, which is quite interesting compared to our rules. Um, El yeah. Questro, Chelsea Hall's just got this wrong, in my opinion. Um, just too far you back. You went on a way, Drew. Of course I was. Of course I was, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. She's yeah, just got it wrong. Tell like, it's, it's jumped first, right? And, like, you just watch the ride and you just go, the tactics were poor. Now... That may have been stable talk, but it was just the, the ride got it beat. The tempo wasn't there. It, they never mapped to be the tempo there based on what it did last night. You thought it just from barrier three, sorry, barrier six, you thought it'd just be right on speed, just, you know, maybe sitting two back, one off, and no, nah, they'll sitting a lot further back than that and just had to do up do a lot too much there. Now, that being said, I'm not sure it would have been Shakura home, so... Uh, he had a sweet ride. He had a sweet yeah. ride, Shakura. Um, yeah. For in-run players and Betfair, get involved in in-run. It's exciting. Well, yeah, you could get a really good price about that type because no one very rarely spots the inside runner. On to race number six, 1,600 metres, open handicap for the three-year-olds. Dicko got it right here again with Twilight Run. They've gone 2.3 lengths, slow out front to the 600, and pretty poor overall time of 4.5 lengths slower than class benchmark. So that's not a surprise when you see that they've all come from out the back in a slowly run race. So while you can say, oh, well, maybe these things that have won are no good, they've defied what should happen in this race. Now, what I found interesting when I went back over this is, was when I looked at who sat first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth in running, and even seventh in running, they were all $20 plus in the market. So actually none of the leaders were expected to win. So it's no surprise that the winners have come from 10th, 13th, 15th, 9th, and 14th in running, you know, to run the top five. So it's a poor race overall. I'm not sure I can take a lot of out of it, but I just found it, that quite interesting that no no one on a favourite made the move to go forward early. Even like how low can you go? Paddy Payne, not a surprise that they wouldn't try and push forward, but geez, they would have had a lot more of an advantage if they pushed out from barrier three to just be on speed. Sorry, um, is this the Faistos race? 
Uh, it is, yes. Yeah, well, I, I saw him at um, in Sydney, and we had a win on him, actually. Um, he's run well, hasn't he? Dra- they've dragged him right back. Well, yeah, that's what I'm more saying as well. It's like you look at the ride on that as a prime example. I mean, yeah, barrier 14, so it's not a surprise that they're doing it, and that's why I couldn't back it there. But when you look at when he's won, you know, up at Rose Hill, he sat fifth in running, I think. I think there's only, only, only about seven horses in the race. Oh, no, there's like 11 that. horses in the race. So they've just clearly chosen to go back here. And, you know, you're, you're, you're dictated to by tempo. And even then, it still needed a lot of luck to win doing that. So for a $3.60 chance, it, it was a it was a tough ride to watch, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he was looking really well um, in Sydney. Um Maybe he, he he's worth following. Obviously, short S, but he won't be getting a spoil of a price about him. That's for sure. On to race number seven, open handicap three-year-olds. Sylvia's lover, mother, Sylvia's lover. That's a little bit different to her. Yeah. To Sylvia's uh, mother. Uh, looked a data moral on the day. The only thing I thought could beat it was Tommy, and it was scratched in the morning. And they have absolutely flown along here. Six, and a, six lengths faster to the 600-meter mark on the punting form data. They've run nearly seven lengths fast for the win here with Sylvia's mother. Massive times, massive run. Good ride, Michael Poy. Um, outside of that, my pendant, Danny O'Brien, you couldn't see why it was being backed in the market, but you knew it was going to perform well, and it's absolutely run out of its skin. Um, Ruben Bleur, rightfully from out the backs, run into the race, had a good run. Gadodden was legless late, but I would say that run was better than it looked. The horse has run some really incredible numbers. It's the only horse from on speed that's kind of, you know, done anything in the race and it can just go on and win something else. I think the top the top four in running are pretty handy. Sure. Look, Sylvia's mother, um, I saw her in Sydney. She looked pretty light to me then. Dicko sent her out second in the numbers. She was pretty much perfect. Um, so she's obviously improved a lot. Um, you know, but I'd still want to be taking her on when the good horses come back. Yeah, it depends what they go to. Like, they're not going to the Group 3 this weekend at Caulfield, so maybe they skip and go to, I don't know. They, they'll want to go to group racing. Maybe they'll come back up. They come back up to Sydney for like the the missile stakes or something over twelve hundred weight for age. I think they probably want to stick to a long straight, so I don't think they'll go to Caulfield. So it's either Flemington or back up there for Rose realistically this yeah, the, the the sprint race is up the there missile. are probably a little bit easier, aren't they? Oh, I don't know, but <laughs> could come up against a Lise first up or something like that. Yeah, that's put her away in two strides. <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me. Um, the Elise at the end of last prep, yes, but if she comes back well fresh, then Elise will be a good task. Speaking of which, before I go on to the next race, because we're almost done here, um, what do you think of Mystic Journey returning this weekend? I, I saw some stats about the last time a uh, Cox Plate winner returned this far out, and it's very a very rare task to set a horse this far out for a Cox Plate campaign. Yeah, um, I expect it to run very, very well. I don't expect it to win. Um, well, especially not with Caesar coming down from uh, up north. Oh, that is a good, good sprinter. But it is a get-back horse. Um, so she, so, so maybe it could be set up for a boil over. Something mm-hmm. like this, what Dicko backed in this race, a super fast horse that, um, I don't know, it wasn't back to this race here. It wasn't that, that 
went out really quick. Um, I forget that it, it was the top pick. Oh, uh, News for, for, Girl. Yeah, News Girl. Yeah, fuck that. That thing was was high balling. Yeah, just gone way too fast on it. It was just a a fairly average ride by Maloney. But at the same time, I don't mind that because it is a horse that has to go fast. I don't think yeah, it's ever going to exactly. win a race going slow. So he's tried something. The horse is just not probably fit enough or there's something wrong with it compared to, if you look at its data from what it was doing last prep, it hasn't improved. Okay. Um, so yeah, back back to the bletching, Lee. Um, I, I think that that's a fascinating race. Um Really, really exciting to. She could be anything. Like the way she won that mile race against Elise. Um, horses aren't meant to do that. That was. Don't want to say. You know, but let's just say extraordinary and. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, when these sorts of things happen in horse racing, they generally turns out to be a reason for it. But um, she just might be a freak. Um, yeah. Mystic journey. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think I think she'll be should be rattling home. Um, and look, maybe maybe they they've decided to space her runs. Um, you know, kick her off here like it's almost like a half barrier trial, competitive barrier trial. And um, you know, I don't know what what the, what the program is, but they, they might they might not run her again for a month. Take her back to Tassie, put her through a few you know trials, and then run her in this you know the fee and stakes, which is now the Dato. That makes him damn. Makes a lot of sense to me that type of campaign. So, yeah, yeah. And if you find out that if you win that race, the Dardo in the old days, half of those used to win the Cox Plate. Yeah, not so anymore. Last was, <laughs> yeah, last year it was old mate Magic Console for us. <laughs> that was a good day. That was a very good fill up, and that was a magical result, definitely. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, we should finish this off, hey? Yes, yeah, so race eight, 1,600 metres, not a lot to say here. Kentucky Breeze, Dicko's had it in his numbers, second in the numbers. He sent it out as a bet, got the chocolates here. Organs are pretty unlucky to be run down. So just data-wise, they've gone nearly five lengths slow to the 600, and they haven't really improved on that much to the finish. Reykjavik was absolutely given a torturous steer. It was the fail ride of the day. Was it Yendel's fault? Was it instructions from the trainer? In the stewards' report, Yendel says that he was told not to push it out. Well, what's happened is from barrier three, he's settled essentially last in running. The horse has now pulled up lame, interestingly, but I would say if he settled further forward on it, it simply just wins this race. It was a terrible tactics by the stable. It's a bloody good horse, but I could not be on it next start now that it's coming off a lameness issue. Lameness issue. Well, look, um, I had way too much on it, not enough on Kentucky Breeze. Dicko sent them both out, but the big bet was for Reykjavik. Uh, Kentucky Breeze getting the nod was still was still a good result for the mailbag punters. Um, Levi Kavanagh, um, return on investment last 12 months. Mm-hmm. 52, so 42% ROI positive. That's unbelievable. Mm, he, he's going very well. He's only had 54 runners in that time, but, you know, he's putting them into the best races and he's getting, they're going around good prices. So it's a stable to be watching, especially when Dicko finds them, because I can tell you, he doesn't find their horses that often because they don't run many horses. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you can't get them to, to stand out in the yard. Um Last race, oh, this is another torture for you, mate. Wagner, Rosado, 
This this was what have they done on the punting form data? You don't want to know. It's ridiculous. So yeah, thousand meter BM90 race down the straight. Prezado has won the race. They have gone almost a length slow to the 600, but Prezado's just you know absolutely stormed home here and recorded a data figure 4.5 lengths faster than class benchmark. <laughs> so it's recorded essentially open grade company winning time here. So Prezado has essentially, I've gone back and looked over its data. It has run seven lengths better than it has in the past two years anywhere. So if you're on Wagner, like I was, I pushed it on the Saturday pregame pod as the best Godolphin runner of the day. I was pretty keen on it. I had a pretty damn big, big bet at it. I'm not going to lie. And I did not go each way. So I've, absolutely done the role to myself here but i think i've had the right bet and i've just run into a horse in form i guess like there's nothing i can do about prezado it's a horse that i've always liked and i've always loved but it's just been the right horse in the right race and it's just improved so uh other horses out of the race look all over bossa nova was a tip from the yard i thought it ran pretty well considering like the data figures for a lot of these horses are great um you look at the likes of Usain Bowler, it couldn't run faster the final 600 metres, but it was just too far back. So that's the risk that you take with that horse. I think it needs a, a picture-perfect ride or a tempo slightly faster than that to suit it. So it didn't get the tempo and it was too far back. So it was never it was never a winning chance. You could have been laying the hell about it at the 400 and been confident. Yeah. Yeah, but I have seen that horse rocket home down the Flemington straight before. Um, anyway, um, Wagner, I'm surprised. It's just a testament to James Cummings. I thought this horse probably had enough when it won at Rose Hill, um, when it beat old mate Drakenfels. Um, probably should have won that race. But, you know, Drakenfels should have won many races. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that horse... Um, yeah, it's, yeah, James Cummings, great trainer to, to keep that horse going and running so well. Yeah, I think it's it's an extremely inconsistent horse, but it's run a personal best there, nearly four lengths faster than it than it ever has previously. So it's done everything in its possible nature to win, and it's just run into something better on the day. Mate, no good for you. It um, happens. Yeah, it does. Well, wasn't as sick so, as no it wasn't as sick as notation. Oh, no, because I never felt comfortable that my horse was going to win. So I never even thought it was going to, actually. Um, so my follows from the card, I think my pendant can still improve for the Danny O'Brien yard. It was a really good run. I'm telling you, yeah, you can call it a cat, but you're getting each way figures every single time. If they stay in this class, I'll be taking $5 plus for it again. Sheriff John Stone can go down in class if they want or stay in this, maybe get a midweek and it'll probably pinch one. And Wagner... I just think it's still got more to come from the yard. Like, I think they, they've they've lightened off on it, Rob. That's that's yep. my thought on it. They've lightened off on it, and it's still it's still got one more run in it, I think. So, I, I'm not sure what they'll do, but I'll follow it once more. All right, all right. Well, um, good luck with your punting, and hopefully, um, you know, we can turn it around. Dicko's always a good good bet on a Wednesday at Sandown. Um. You guys might do a, a pre-game pod for that, but um, yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be at Canterbury Wednesday, and it's going to be blue skies, and we're on a good track, and can't wait to get out and have a look at those two-year-olds. Perfect. Happy punning. Go well, Rob. Thanks, thanks, Drew. Cheers, mate. Bye.